Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sweaty Palms podcast. Sweaty Palms is a music industry podcast where each week I interview professionals who work within the industry. I'm your host, Zoe Dillon, and today's guest is musician Amanda Grace, or AG, known as Clover County. She moved to Athens, Georgia to pursue her musical career and attends the University of Georgia, studying advertising and music business. Clover County sound can be described as whimsical folk with spooky undertones taking from her spiritual background and love of country folk music. She has influences like Shaky Graves, Susto, Rustin Kelly, Dolly Parton, and more. We talk about her background, musical style, where she hopes to take her career, when she's performing next, her songwriting process, and much more. Stick around till the end where she performs her original song titled Limbo. She's really talented, so if you guys listen to nothing else from this interview, at least skip to the end to listen to her perform. It's worth it. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey guys! <laughs> Don't make me really laugh. <laughs> I'm gonna look this way. <laughs> okay, um, I'm here with Clover County, and we're just here to talk about her and her music and her whole story, why she came to Athens and what she's doing here now, and just get into all that. So thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. How's your day going? My day is really good. It's beautiful, although it's very hot outside. Yeah, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Literally like 97 degrees or something. So not bad. I gave up coffee recently. Oh, how's that going? So it was good. I weaned off with a little green tea. Uh I had a headache here and there, but... I think I'm okay. Okay. I think I'm fully present. Yeah, yeah. How many weeks has it been? Because I heard it takes like two weeks. Um, I think it feels like a year. It might be like one week so far. (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. I've never gotten on coffee because it'll make me too jittery. Stay away from it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard too many stories about it. I'm like, okay, I just won't even start it. Yeah. It's (laughs) been working out so far. We'll see if that changes, though. Green tea first. Okay. Yeah. there. I'll try that. (laughs) (laughs) So where did you learn to sing? And like, did you ever take lessons? Um, I guess I, like as a kid, I kind of was just always singing. My dad played guitar and wrote songs his whole life, so I kind of picked up singing from him, and then I think I did like chorus in middle school and elementary school, but I think I tried lessons once. I had like a, like just a guy who would come over, and he was like low-key a scam artist, I think. Oh, yeah. And he'd be like, where did we leave off last week? And I'd be like, we were in the middle of... Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton and love that song so I I think I just like quit on that and Mm -hmm. just started teaching myself it was like in middle school I finally picked up my guitar and started using like YouTube and I would just pause it look at their fingers copy the chords and then go on from there did you ever learn how to like read sheet music or do you just play based off of chords and you know teach yourself I I did like violin classes in fifth grade and I think I had to learn sheet music but I I was, like, bullshitting the whole time. So I wouldn't say I ever really learned sheet music, and I definitely don't know it now. Everything's just by ear. Yeah. I mean, you can completely get by without having to know how to read. You don't need a foundation in that. No, and I feel like the more people know about music and music theory, the really good people can, like, still create. But I feel like sometimes it becomes a barrier. The more you learn and the higher standard you're holding yourself to, you're letting go of the freedom to just create whatever Mm -hmm. and experiment because you're like, this is what I know. I'm going to do what I know. So I kind of hold myself to that standard of just, Mm -hmm. like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, you've got a really unique voice. Thank Um, you. How would you describe what your sound is or the genre? Um, That's a good question. I feel like the easy answer would be something like, Maybe like alternative country, mm-hmm. I would say a little bit of indie rock and then some pop influence, obviously. Um, I would say my personal 
biggest influences are like southern gothic music okay so yeah do you have examples of like southern gothic yeah well okay some people would call it like freak folk like there's a band susto Uh um they're good i like them yeah i love them oh my gosh love them and then (laughs) there's rustin kelly who i love him he's so good right yeah oh okay so he calls this stuff like dirt emo yeah Um, i would agree with that yeah and that's just like cool way to put it and I think I don't know if that's his own personal Mm -hmm. thing he's coined but I like that he's another example yeah very like religious southern themes Mm -hmm. but kind of twisted a little modern and based on personal experience so it's like storytelling what's your favorite song by him by Rustin yeah sorry to put you on the spot no it's okay um (laughs) brave makes me kind of emo okay in a good way and then what's another one of my favorites I really like black magic that's a good one. So I think I actually put in, we already answered this, but who are your biggest musical influences? Kind of. Do you want to go into that? Yeah. I freeze up on this question all the time because uh-huh. I'm just one of those people who genre hops for everything yeah. and I'm pulling influences from all different directions. So like right off the bat, I want to say Dolly Parton and Taylor Swift, but then there are obviously other people. And I feel like I'm less influenced by specific artists and more influenced by things well, like books and movies um yeah do you have a favorite book or movie I I'm just curious I have a few like I really love Joan Didion as mm-hmm. an author a lot of her books like played as it lays I think just the way it's written is really cool mm-hmm. very like classic like the great Gatsby super yeah, cool obviously cool. and then I was also writing it down and I was like thinking I was like she's gonna ask me this I know it and I'm gonna say oh my favorite books are this and this and people would be like oh everyone loves that book obviously yeah. and then I was like Things are very popular for a reason uh-huh. because they're good. And I think we need to let go of the stigma of, oh, it's popular. I knew it when it was not cool or things yeah. like that. And it's just like, grow up, be original, <laughs> decide to look at it from like, a different perspective and provide something to the conversation instead of being like, everybody knows that one. That's right. unoriginal. So how did you come up with the name Clover County? What's the meaning or significance behind your station? Yeah. Um, so that one came to me pretty recently, just this year. Mm-hmm. I love my name, Amanda Grace. Mm-hmm. My mom gave it to me and it's a play on the song Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. But just for the sake of privacy, I wanted a stage name, but I didn't want to just make it like, oh, let me just change it to a different human name. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted something that could be a project or a band. Mm-hmm. And then Clover... I just kind of like it because I was born in March. Uh-huh. So oh, I'm just nice. thinking like spring yeah. and then county just kind of rolls off the tongue nicely. And yeah. I've kind of moved around a little bit. So it just reminds me of like, oh, I've been to all these places and they kind of feed my work. Mm-hmm. So it's nice alliteration too, like Clover yeah. County. I just I like it. Yeah, if it's well. Thank it you. also fits your vibe. You just seem very like kind of free flowing and kind. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I try to be. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And Clover, Fort Lee Clovers are lucky, so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel, like, very lucky just where I've been mm-hmm. and where I'm going, and I just would love to harness that and yeah. kind of bring that energy, too. So I think you definitely do. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your sound? I would say spooky. Oh, okay. I like spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, like, gory horror, but, like, spooky vibes, and I feel like the right people will understand what I mean when I say that. A mm-hmm. um, little bit quirky and kind of just bringing in country music essence mm-hmm. and a little bit of kind of alternative rock as well. I like everything to be fun and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said you get that vibe for me because that's <laughs> what I'm going for. But also there's a darker side to things and yeah. we can embrace that. So 
definitely. I would say all of those things sum up my music. I like it. So <laughs> I know you haven't released anything officially yet. Mm-hmm. When is the next plan to, or when's the plan to do that? Yeah. So right now I am recording, well, we kind of have recorded one song, Limbo, which oh. is on my Classic City Limit session. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that. It's yeah. a really good song. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's kind of what opened the door to me being able to record it with some cool people. I think we have the whole song, and mm-hmm. now all that's left to do is like a mixing session on it okay, and cool. kind of decide how we feel about it. So I really don't have a date or a time for that, but I'm hoping soon, by the fall, I'd like to have one or two songs out on Spotify. Where did you record it? We did it at Tweed Recording. I was an intern there for, mm, it was like six or seven, maybe eight months. Oh, wow. I was working with the Lewis Room, which is the concert venue that's attached to the recording studio. And so part of that is like, I get to kind of go in there and record and I got to network my ass off. So yeah, I'm getting to work with a lot of really, really cool people. Do you know Nate Nelson? Yes, he's the guy who engineered it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I actually just, his episode's coming out this week. I just, no way. Yeah, I just um, oh, interviewed sweet. him a couple weeks back. He's so cool. And his wife is even cooler. <laughs> it's so weird how things come full circle. Exactly. But, yeah. Especially in this town. Everything just seems to come full circle. And I realized it took like a year for me to plant seeds uh-huh. for them to like flourish into Grow. little daisies everywhere. Definitely. So. <laughs> yeah. Clovers, rather. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so you have a SoundCloud. Yes. But how many songs do you have released on your SoundCloud? Oh, there's a bunch. They're honestly just a bunch of like raw demos mm-hmm. or just like acoustic takes that I recorded on my phone that are on there. So I don't know. Some of them are privated. I'll probably go through after this episode and like clean it up a little <laughs> or unprivate some things. Yeah. But there's a good handful. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to hear your other music because I, yeah. I didn't know you had a SoundCloud. I, pro- yeah. I kind of figured, but I'm like, I don't even know where how to find it. I did yeah. like a deep dive on your Instagram. I'm like, I have to figure out what her full name is because it just says AG. But I really liked that you kind of have to dig to find out who you are, Yeah. Um, your name, because I think it is nice to have part of your life kept yeah. to yourself. I especially want to keep like friends and family safe. Mm-hmm. Not to be like, oh, I'm just so famous and everyone's <laughs> looking to dig up dirt on me, but it's like, you never know who's looking or who's watching or who's getting hold of your info you know it keeps things kind of underground for people who are looking for it makes it cool when did you start posting to your soundcloud i started posting it was my sophomore year of high school Mm -hmm. the end of freshman year i had finally gotten my first iphone and i downloaded GarageBand free and i had gotten a new guitar and i just Mm -hmm. felt like really confident and was like so many people are putting music out there. There has to be a way that I can just finally write a song and put it out if yeah. this is what I want to do. So I did. I recorded some little song on the ukulele I wrote about, oh. like, my ex-boyfriend in ninth grade. And I was like, <laughs> no one will ever know this is about him. Yeah. <laughs> it was so obvious. But, <laughs> yeah, I put that up and people loved it. I was almost doing, like, every single day I was putting something up. And it's so cute to go back and listen to them because I'm like, I sound so young. I've, like, changed my style it's like a little time capsule, but yeah, so it's been about five, six years. Okay, that's yeah. a long time. How many songs have you recorded and put on there? No idea. I, For a while, it was very quantity over quality. I was just trying to record myself so I wouldn't forget my own music. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't really say. I don't even know how many songs I've like written, uh-huh. too. Because I have a ton of like really good little tunes that I like that I've written that I just never finish and I'm like I'll come back when the time is right yeah and then the time is never right and that's another thing about like being a disciplined writer Mm -hmm. and being like a true writer is 
you can't just only write when there's inspiration. That's something I've heard a lot lately. You know, practicing your craft right every day, not just when inspiration strikes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, but, I mean, you're going to probably produce, like, the best songs when inspiration is striking yeah. or strikes, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's more about inspiring yourself, and that goes into, like, taking care of your mental, which can be working out. It can be cooking, mm-hmm. you know, selectively picking up different books and watching movies instead of just, like, I know I'm not going to be inspired by sitting down and watching the Kardashians, even though I love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am going to be way more inspired going back and watching an old movie that I love. Yeah. Do you have any cool projects coming up? Like I've been seeing on Wim's story and your story that you're working on a song together. Can you tell me about that, what that process has been like, if you're allowed to talk about yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay, so working with Wim, Wim and I met at Sleuthfest. And then we kind of hit it off, and then mm-hmm. we're like, oh, yeah, like let's exchange numbers, we'll talk, whatever. And we finally kind of got around to writing a song. And the process was, I don't think Wim and I had collabed more than once with another person so I sat down and I was like all right Duke what's going on in your life tell me what do you want to write about what do you not want to write about how are you and he was like well this sort of thing happened in my life and I was like dude I'm going through a very similar thing and it was just kind of flip-flopped with our significant others oh okay and that's all I will say I'm really like nothing bad yeah but so we started writing this really cool song just kind of saying what we both wanted to say to our partners and Uh then sitting there and holding each other accountable for what do you really want to say? I hear what you're throwing out in the air, lyrics-wise, but, like, what do you want to say and how can we say it in a cooler way? Mm -hmm. So way different than writing a song alone, which women I talked about, we were like, yeah, if I was alone right now, I probably would have given up two hours ago and just been on my phone. How long did the process take, and can you go a little more into it? That sounds really interesting. So I think when... He, like, told me what he was going through, told him what I was going through, and then he was like, all right, do you have a chord progression? Because I have this one. Mm -hmm. Just starts jamming this sick thing on the guitar, and I'm like, perfect, let's start there. And I (laughs) sit with it for a second, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of hearing something a little soulful, Uh and basically just, I kind of just had written a little bit. I think we picked, like, a theme, which was being broke, but being so in love (laughs) and wanting to give as much as you can to your partner, Mm -hmm. considering the circumstances of trying to figure out your life when you're like 21 and then I went over to piano just for a little different sound and was messing with that to find some more lyrics and then lunch break Mm -hmm. of course right gotta stay nourished Uh, yeah of course kid makes a mean egg sandwich so that was good (laughs) and then we regrouped so funny we walked outside for five minutes because we were like let's get some fresh air and it was 102 degrees absolutely not he goes man I wish my lawn would mow itself and I was like hmm all right, you ready to go inside? I'm like, <laughs> rather for two minutes. And then we were like, all right, let's get this done. Yeah. And then I think the next week I went over and then he, in like an hour or two, had a drum beat, the guitar, some bass down, and we started just demoing vocals. So do you have any other projects that you wanted to talk about apart from Whims? Um, so my plan with the song Limbo is uh-huh. it's going to be the first of maybe like six songs that I'm hoping to kind of record and release as singles over the next year a few mm-hmm. months yeah I would say that's my project is okay. to make an EP and kind of let them live all together by the time that they're all released yeah that's really cool yeah. I think you're gonna blow up my own personal opinion, oh man yeah what? remember me when you're famous so I will always remember you <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> I'll have you back on when you've got like three million followers and I'm like oh my god this is so exciting and then yeah <laughs> yeah my manager made me do this charity is good for the image yeah <laughs> 
I know you've been performing around Athens, mm-hmm. get Hendershots, Sleuthfest, and Kava, to name a few. When did you start performing in Athens, and was it at all scary putting yourself out there? Yeah, so the reason I came to Athens at all was I had kind of noticed UGA had this music business program, and I was like, if they have a business program for it, the scene's got to be good, right? There's, there's got to yeah. be something, and I just, I don't know how I was so clueless, mm-hmm. had no idea about it. I got here and was like, this is exactly what I was looking for. So the first thing I ever did was a Hendershots open mic, and I was really nervous about it, but I forced myself to go because I was like, AG, you don't just get to say, you're tired, you're kind of nervous about it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what you came to Athens. Like, I was reflecting on the whole year I had just had stuck in quarantine. It was like, think about every single day you spent wishing, like, oh, I'd probably be like doing music stuff by now if I could just go perform in an open mic. So I was like, girl, get up and go. Mm -hmm. And I did. And it was awesome. And then I ended up doing like a new faces night there, like in just the next few weeks. And while it was scary, I knew what I wanted to do. And it was just the baby step I needed to take Mm -hmm. to get the ball rolling. So what made you want to start performing and putting yourself out there? Yeah. During my senior year of high school, I really got into writing and I think I found my sound It was my first year of Catholic school, and I was just kind of very inspired by things like books we were reading, like Paradise Lost, and was just really finding my sound in that, like, spooky kind of world and embracing the things I had always liked growing up, and I just realized I was kind of good at it, Uh and people really liked these little songs I was coming up with, Um, and I realized I wasn't super passionate about, like, going and getting just a business degree and then, like, working. Mm -hmm. I just knew... I would be happy for the rest of my life if I was able to create or contribute to music making. Mm -hmm. So I think that was my first step. I was like, all right, if I want to work in the business, be a part of the business, Mm -hmm. learn the business from the inside out. And then I can either be a really good manager to myself one day if Mm -hmm. I continue making music and releasing it, or I can be a really great manager to somebody else one day knowing I was in their place at some point. So uh, I guess this kind of piggybacks off that, but Mm -hmm. if for some reason you decide you don't want to keep making music or you want to pivot and do something else, what would be something else you'd want to pursue in music? Yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier that internship I had at Tweed in the Mm -hmm. loose room and I worked under a really cool boss, Taylor Rogers, who just kind of showed me the way of the guy was doing everything. Uh So, you know, I was watching him do booking and overall financial stuff, which I don't want to work in. Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed the booking aspect. Mm -hmm. And I think I would love to be like, oh, what is it called? (laughs) Ah, artist relations. I don't know. I just like love working with people. And something I've loved just even as an artist is introducing artists to each other. Mm -hmm. Like I was so excited to have Wim. Wim came and played on Limbo when we were recording at Tweed and I got to introduce him to Taylor Cotton Uh from Hefner and Wander Wild and a whole bunch of projects and that was just like I loved it. Two people meet and suddenly it's like they're going to introduce each other to other people and work on other projects and that's my favorite thing ever Mm -hmm. is watching that unfold. Do you have any upcoming shows or performances? Yeah let's talk about this. (laughs) Yes yes I do. (laughs) Okay so the Foundry I am playing July 2nd with Michael Barrow and the Tourists. Centric Pony and Liz Farrell will also be opening. She's the best, right? She's so cool. She knows everybody. And then I also am excited to announce that I'm going to be playing on the Georgia Theater Rooftop with Spencer Thomas. And that is August 10th. We're doing a Dolly Parton tribute. (gasps) No way. I'm there. I'm I'm so there. I'm so excited. 
he came and played on the limbo session mm-hmm. and just like killed it on drums and keys and then I was like, oh, tell me about this thing you do on the rooftop. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, it's kind of hard to fill three hours. And I was like, wow, you've got my number. Yeah. I will come play for a little bit. I was like, a Dolly Parton tribute would really serve this town well. And he was like, it's actually kind of smart. And then a week or two later, I saw him again. And he was like, let's talk dates for that. Yeah. And then I texted him today. I was like, hey, is this for real? Because uh-huh. I would love to announce it. So we're working on a little list of songs and we're very excited are y'all gonna play like you're gonna sing island in the stream and you sing the dolly's version he sings kenny rogers actually yes that would be a phenomenal i yeah i'm kind of excited for that one i sent him like a playlist and i was like hey let me know if you don't like any of these we have plenty to choose from yeah and the first one was islands in the stream and he was like hell yeah and i was like you have to. Like, that one's not negotiable. Yeah, yeah, that's like quintessential. That's got to be like the opener or right. like the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited that you're excited. So can you walk me through the writing process of Limbo? Yeah, that one's kind of a cool one, actually. So <laughs> I'm in my room. <laughs> I'm 18, 17. Who knows? I'm like a senior in high school. I was super inspired by Shaky Graves and I'm trying to think who else. I think Shaky Grace was like a huge inspiration for that one. And the book Paradise Lost, obviously. We're talking about like purgatory and school and all this stuff. And I was just kind of like, this would be cool to write about. And I also was kind of just stuck in a non-inspiration phase where I was like, okay, nothing's happening actually to me. So I need to write about like stories. So... I need mood lighting, mm-hmm. so I had some pretty moody lighting going. I think I had the book Paradise Lost right next to me and was kind of flipping through for inspo, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure exactly how it all unfolded because it has been a while, but gosh, I wish I could give you some more. No, no, it's It was fine. just one of those things where it just kind of came to me. Yeah, sometimes that's all there yeah. is to it, yeah. You don't need anything more or less to say. Yeah. Yeah. So did your spirituality ever influence your music? Um, I would say it just kind of feeds lyrics a lot. I just read a lot of books. Like, I think it was, like, my freshman year of college, I found this book called The Green Witch mm-hmm. and got really into just holistic health and finding, like, positive energy through that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. I'm just very intrigued by that whole realm of things. Uh, and Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Yeah, obviously. So it's just, it's all just very encompassing. What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? I really love Gypsy. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Or like Rhiannon. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Spotify playlist, pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> Landslide is always a classic. Oh, that one makes me cry. I remember the first time I ever heard that one, mm-hmm. I was in the back of my mom's car. <laughs> and like the first time I can remember hearing it. And I was just watching my mom like drive. And <laughs> she, I was like, why does she look kind of sad right now? <laughs> oh, Say You Will. Yeah, that one is such a pop. Oh will. my god. <laughs> Love it. Give me one more chance. <laughs> Don't copyright me. that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one, yeah. Call me for vocals. Hell yeah. I'm like, you would not want me playing guitar for you. I would mess up so bad. Somebody asked me the other day, someone who plays in like a really cool band, they're like a drummer and don't play guitar. And so he was like, I would love for you to come play guitar on this. And I was like, I, I know for a fact, you know so many cool people who actually play guitar. Yeah. Why me? And then he was like, oh no. It kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, if you're too good at what you do, you're going to cause barriers right. for yourself. So it was kind of that vibe. He was like, I, I would like your ear. So yeah. I was like, all right, just don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think, do you listen to the 
the chicks formerly known as like the dixie chicks mm-hmm. so they i think you would really like this song i found it recently but it's goodbye yeah. earl have you ever heard that one <gasps> yes i <laughs> love it it's a banger <laughs> it's so funny my dad has some like thoughts on that one uh-huh. specifically it's such a funny song and i it can is. remember the first time i heard it i was like what the hell and yeah. i was like shit slaps <laughs> like that was <laughs> great <laughs> yeah it's just it was lyrical genius i think because yeah. it's really hard to to play a song and then tell a story and right. it come across in a way you want it to it's a really good example of a song that tells a story and it's yeah. no yeah i totally hear you storytelling is really important to me like i don't think i could write a song that wasn't a ballad almost mm-hmm. secretly a story a tale mm-hmm. because that's just how i write i'm envisioning it in my head I like see almost like a movie or like a montage, a B-roll kind of a thing, and then I'm pulling from that. Um, but that's like why I love country music so much. And I think I was so afraid to tell people how much I love country music and how I would love to play the Grand Ole Opry one day. And that's my goal is to like be like a country artist, yeah. you know? I'm not trying to be Carrie Underwood, but she's a country artist. And she still tells stories. Yeah. I think that's one of the more important parts of music, especially that I make and that I listen to. I think country gets a bad rap because of pop country these days. Like yeah. you think of, it, it gets clouded with my girl, my beer, my truck, that kind yeah. of songs. And that's not the country that you and I are talking about. Right, exactly. That's pop music with country accents. Yeah. Not to like, I will never hate on anybody's music. Mm-hmm. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. And that's all right. Not my glass of sweet tea. <laughs> Not my high solo cup full of beer. Wow, you're really good at the accent. <laughs> you need to... want to roll. Yeah, if you ever uh, meet Tim McGraw or something, he's in a new TV series with his wife, Faith Yes. Hill, and, um, um, is it 1889? Yeah, I it's think... It's the spinoff of Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, if you start in that, you would fit perfectly because you do the accent so well. You could like play his daughter next time or something. Uh, I would love that. <laughs> my dream. When is your, your song with Wim going to be released? Uh, no clue. We kind of came up with like a little rough demo the other day, Mm -hmm. and then we have to kind of get together and figure out what we want to do in the big boys studio. Okay. And what's next for that? I never asked you um, your story growing up. Mm -hmm. Where where are you from? That's a good question. I spent the greater part of my life growing up in Florida. Oh, okay. What Um, part? Orlando. Nice. Yeah. So that was cool. I know your next question is going to be, did you go to Disney? Yeah, I was going to say, did you go all the time, like every summer? Um. Not like a lot. There were people who definitely went way more than me. Mm-hmm. Where I grew up, you could see the Hogwarts castle and you could see like Rip Ride Rocket just from like my friends' backyards and okay. like from our high school. It was just a walk away. So that was really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Then we kind of like moved to a town a little bit further from that mm-hmm. just to kind of avoid <laughs> tourist traffic. Yeah, that's And that fair. was really sweet. I loved that town that we lived in. Yeah, so I love growing up in Florida. I'm definitely like a beach baby. Mm-hmm. Psh, was born in the water. Need to go back soon. <laughs> and then I spent odd years in different cities. So we moved to Colorado for a little bit. Oh, cool. Loved it there. And then we went, moved back to Florida. And then we moved to Georgia. Okay. Like really suddenly my senior year of high school. Why did you move around so much? My dad's job. Okay. Um, my parents, we spent most of our childhood in Florida mm-hmm. and then... As we kind of got older and my dad was accepting better job opportunities and stuff like that, we weren't super attached to where we were living, Mm -hmm. which was cool. And it definitely taught me how to adjust and make new friends. And I think that served me so well in networking. And I'm not afraid to just walk up to somebody and be like, tell me your story. How are you? Like, yeah, great. Let's catch up again sometime. That's awesome. Um, Super important. And then 
I spent my first year kind of living alone, whatever, my freshman year of college in Birmingham. Okay. And I loved that. I loved that whole city. But then I just decided to transfer to UGA because Athens just seemed like a better fit for me for the time. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Was it ever hard for you moving around, like, at first before you got used to kind of uprooting? Yeah, definitely the Florida to Colorado move was such a culture shock. Yeah, I bet. So different. Kids there... I don't want to say that they're weird, but they're just on a different level, and I don't mean elevation. Like, <laughs> everybody's a sick athlete, and then, like, their parents are all ripped. Because uh-huh. um, I was living in Denver, so yeah. everybody was, like, in sixth grade, everyone's like, I'm going to the Olympics. And I was like, I believe that you will make it there. Yeah. Like, you should try out right now, and you would probably make the Olympic soccer team. <laughs> but very intimidating, mm-hmm. culture shock. And then I realized I'm not, like, a weird kid just because I'm not like from here I'm different and that's okay and I can embrace those things and also learn new things about where I'm living now mm-hmm. um Birmingham was interesting because it's such a bible city mm-hmm. everyone you meet is a churchgoer a youth leader and it's all cool but it does kind of put everybody in a box I guess yeah and then some people are like ostracized if they're not a youth group leader there's definitely a lot more to the city but Loved it there. Decided I kind of needed to branch out a little more from that. Mm-hmm. I remember you told me that, or I remember earlier in the episode we were talking about um, your musical influences. And then I can't remember exactly what made me think of this question. But let's say your career takes off. Would you stay in Athens? Where do you want to end up next? Yeah, I love Athens a lot. Especially for where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And just kind of picking things up and learning about the industry and about myself and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. My dream ever since I was little is to, of course, just have, like, a nice farmhouse a little bit outside of maybe Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of country <laughs> yeah. artists, they all end up getting their little farmhouses. Um, and just having, like, some land and having, like, a studio on that land, mm-hmm. somewhere to create, and then hopefully touring, mm-hmm. you know? I think... It sounds very simplified right now, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big family person. I would like to stay near family and stuff, mm-hmm. and I feel like my family would end up kind of following me to Tennessee. Uh-huh. I know my parents are dying to move to Nashville. Sounds S- like perfect move. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, the whole gang. Yeah, when the stars align, you got to do it. Absolutely. But what did you major in in college? Or so, if you're in college now, what are yeah. you majoring in? So I started with psych, Okay. and nice. then I flip-flopped with marketing mm-hmm. now I'm advertising okay and then I'm doing the music business program gotcha with UGA yeah hell yeah that's what I did hell yeah brother mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna whip <laughs> oh. I was like stop myself very, like, I didn't very anyway. retro of you Zoe <laughs> I'm so glad What's there's next not video Nene? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out oh god oh. um oh shoot I had a question and then it's gone I really hate it when that happens. It's you know? okay. That happens to me too. I'm thinking so quick, and uh-huh. then I just I'm like, yeah. You talk. <laughs> oh, do you want to perform? Yeah. Okay. So Yay. I asked Ag because she doesn't have music released yet, other than on SoundCloud, if she would want to perform a song, and I want to hear her perform live. So really, it was for selfish reasons, <laughs> um, and she's awesome. So I hope we can figure out how to make this sound good. Um, but yeah, Love it. let's. If do it's it. lo-fi, it's still a vibe. This song is called Limbo. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) 
to dance with the devil Sing for the lost souls low and disheveled When you're in limbo did you see all the ones who Loved a little too hard and couldn't move on I've been praying for it every night and day I even leave all of the porch lights on In case operator could you pull me through I'm coming to limbo tonight to marry you Devil, but I don't know the beat. It's a one step or two, but he says it's a three. When dancing with the devil, when I stepped on his feet, I scuffed up his cowboy boots and he just looked at me. He said, I've been dreaming of you every night and day. I can't seem to put those angel eyes away. Darling, I know where you're planning to go. Don't go limbo. Don't don't go to limbo Don't go to limbo oh, no. The father told me that I'll be okay When a second judgment comes one day Tell me when I get to the gates Can I get a plus one for me and my Can I get a plus one for me my day Cause I've been praying for them every night and day I even leave all of the porch lights on In case operator could you pull me through I come in the limbo tonight to marry you Come in the limbo tonight to marry you Thank you guys so much for listening again as always um definitely go check out ag soundcloud follow her on instagram keep up with her to see when her music is gonna get released and when limbo will be available to stream on spotify apple music and you know everywhere that you stream music she's so freaking cool this was an awesome episode to record and she's just a really fun person as i'm sure you gather we had a lot of fun from this um episode but anyway okay thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week oh also stay tuned for next week's episode where i interview nate nelson a producer here in athens georgia and also a musician so stay tuned for that and we'll see you next week